0: It's Headphones
2: Neal! What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of Headphones Neil Reviews. I'm your host as always, Headphones Neil. Bringing you my, you my latest review of The Mandalorian in Season 3. So, this review is going to be for Episode 2, The Minds of Mandalore. Which, if you haven't seen it yet, there will be a couple of items of note that are very spoilery, mostly related to what you would expect in a title for The Minds of Mandalore. So, we have Din and Grogu ultimately making their way to Mandalore, and they do have a quick stop over at Tatooine to see about getting a replacement part for the IG-80 droid. So we get a uh, special appearance by that lady that gave Din his Naboo Starfighter. We get some Jawas and a Rodian and stuff like that. All on the, during the Boontow week um, of racing. So fun little uh, prequel tie-in there. Um... But ultimately, we um, Din is told that he doesn't that the lady doesn't have any droid parts that would fit what he's looking for for IG88. But does give him a droid that very much resembles Chopper from Star Wars Rebels, if not already if he's the same droid. I want to say almost that it is the same droid because the lady mentions that he's been out of service since the rebellion. So I kind of almost want to say it might be the same droid or. Um, Maybe even before then? I don't know. It's, I just feel like it's, it is chopper, but I couldn't say for sure. But ultimately, uh, Din gets to Mandalore, learns that the planet is not cursed, it's not poisoned, it's just a bunch of bombs in the air kind of thing to make people think that the planet is poisoned. So he goes in to do some exploring, gets caught by some other creatures, so he sends Grogu back to Bo-Katan to help rescue him, and... By the end of the episode they make it into the mines underneath the city where the living waters are so while Din is reciting the creed to redeem himself this is when we get the highlight of the episode. So he gets pulled in underwater we have Bo-Katan diving in after him to rescue him which she ultimately does but as they're coming back to the surface she gets a flashlight overview of a creature with a a, like an elephant tusk almost and an open eye to lead us to believe this is the um fabled mythosaur whatever the creature was that the original mandalore defeated living underground in the living waters. so if not that same creature a descendant of that creature so um it's hard to say the size with the based on the scope of it and Bo-Katan's um, gasping as she's going to the surface, I want to say it's probably a larger creature that's been living underground all this time and growing, was never really awakened, but now that someone's there is, is being awakened, potentially related to the bombs that the Empire, empire dropped on the planet is what awoken, Awakened it or something like that, but we are, it seems like we're now potentially um, heading towards A redemptive arc for the Mandalorians where we're gonna have Din or Bo Katan, or maybe even both of them working together to defeat the character, to defeat the creature, and rebuild Mandalore. So, whoever the winner is becomes a ruler. And um, also, based on the small conversation we had right before they get to the mines, I almost want to say that we're maybe even gonna get into some sort of Mandalorian marriage pact where. They, Din and um, Bo Katana get married. So, even though they're both kind of a part of Death Watch, they're both Mandalorians and that sort of thing, because they have the same request f- or the same quest for seeing Mandalore and the Mandalorian Society rebuilt, that they're going to rebuild the Society and Mandalore. Burrow's Furniture is built for the way you live. that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Or as not necessarily a threat, but as the society that they are trying to live up to and have memories of. So if as far as end um, spoilers go, this is definitely up there. So now I'm really curious to see what happens to the point where now I want to kind of revise my theory about uh, seeing the Tomb of Frida and Nadd in this episode or in the season, but rather than, the, than just being a sole comparison to his tomb, I kind of want to say that they're going to have a tie-in with um, Knights of the Old Republic a little bit more, where the creature um, got... Um, or those creatures that the original Mandalore defeated were um, some sort of perversion of the dark side where... Um, they were created because the sith powers or something along those lines corrupted some of the um creatures and um that's how they became like such powerful fears of beasts and then a mandalorian defeating that creature became a sign of superiority and strength so whoever was able to defeat it um became the ruler of Mandalore because it was not an easy task and required that much extra skill to um, defeat. So we'll see kind of where they go from here with it, but I'm now kind of can, going to kind of revise my prediction that we're going to see this creature in a, as like a more enhanced and narrowed fight of Mandalorians versus this creature along the lines of what we saw in season two with um the mandalorian the tuscan raiders and the marshal coming together to fight the crate dragon so rather than have all these other races they're going to it's only going to be a matter of just mandalorians and even more spectacular would be um just the mandalorian bo-katan and grogu against this beast so With that being said, um, that's all I really got for the episode. Overall, it was a very good episode, a good continuation of the last one. Um, We do get a preview of the mask of what looked like what we saw in the trailer, so I don't necessarily want to say it was the mask of Mandalore now, so I might have been wrong about that, but it looks like it might have been a Mandalorian like Din going to redeem themselves in the uh, lakes or the mines of Mandalore and ultimately getting killed by this creature or one of those other creatures that are protecting it so we'll see how that all goes or how that all ties in together maybe it is the mask of mandalore someone found it decided to try and defeat the beast to claim his title or his title and his superiority and power to redeem the mandalorian and then go from there but ultimately failed or something like that So that's all there is for this particular review, so not a whole lot happened in the very beginning of the episode but the second half was definitely packed with a lot of action, Grogu navigating the ship to get Bo-Katan and the rescue of Din and all of that stuff was definitely good stuff. So with that being said, um, I do have a couple of quick reviews in addition to this one. So the first of course is for the Bad Batch Season 2, I had a chance to watch the Outpost and I want to say that um, overall it was a good episode focused specifically more on the Empire, um, the sniper guy from Clone Force 99 and another um, clone trooper who is running out of troops and supplies who's guarding supplies and doesn't know what they are but as it turns out has been guarding the new armor for the new stormtroopers so we get a bit of a redemptive arc for Crosshair where he realizes that the Empire is not out to protect them anymore because even though they were good soldiers and they were following orders as the clone trooper said, the Empire's changed and no, they're no longer following the same government and army so the uh, government that they were trying to protect no longer exists. Crosshair now realizes that mostly because of the interactions with him and that lieutenant so as he's dying kills that lieutenant. So. Overall, a very good dramatic episode. We do see a, a good tonal shift um, from in how the clones are perceiving things, or a good comparison and contrast of how the clones are perceiving things and what the Empire is now doing with its new commanders. So... Definitely a good continuation of the series and one of those episodes without the entire Bad Batch but we do have one of them so it was good to see this particular focus and in his dying breaths from trying to generally redeem himself. And then finally, in a bit of non-Star Wars review, I finally had a chance to watch everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, mostly because I never, I didn't really think much of it when I was watching the trailer, but I kept hearing good things, so I thought I would give it a watch. And then, of course, of all that, Wars is winning. I decided to give it a watch to see if it was actually any good or not. And overall, I want to say it was not too bad. Um, it was generally interesting to the point where I did like the interactions of how Michelle Yeoh's character from the, um, during the tax audit was going through and learning about all this stuff. Um, like all the multiverse theory, how she was interacting between her husband, and then the alpha version of her husband, and the alpha version of her father um the her daughter who's leaving but then the evil version of her daughter being the cause of all that and um i don't know in general overall it was an interesting movie it took me uh, i had to watch it in a couple of parts because it felt like it was kind of unevenly being uh, presented but i did like that traveling through kind of the multiverse the interactions between Michelle Yeoh and her father and then the tax lady played by um what's her name from the horror movies and all of that so the acting was good the story was kind of okay but um I did like short round in the movie. Um, mostly as the alpha version of a version of himself, but in general, all the different characters he was playing was very well done. So for me, the story I thought it was okay; it was a bit average and slow, but the acting made up for it. So for me, if you as far as recommendations go, I'd probably give the movie about a B to B minus. Um, acting was good, story was okay, visuals were nice. I liked the flowing through time when they were showing it. They didn't really do it too much, but then I also like that they didn't go overboard with showing you that something was happening across the multiverses, but when it was happening, they had a visual of it, so you knew that it was actually happening. So, um, like I said, I guess I could recommend it, but it is a bit of a slow burn. So, when you're going um, getting through the movie... Um, just, I guess just keep that in mind. For me, like I said, this, the story progression was kind of slow, but um, everything else was very well done, so I can see why it generally got positive reviews. So that's all there is for this episode and these are reviews. So thanks for tuning into the episode. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, or anything like that, you can comment on this post on uh, the various social networks that I'm on by visiting headphonesneal.reviews, which also has links to past episodes, subscription links, supporting the show, and all of that good stuff. But thanks for tuning into this particular episode, and until next time.